Introducing Batiste's wet-activated and touch-activated dry shampoo. With breakthrough technology that absorbs oil and releases bursts of fragrance whenever you sweat or touch your hair for up to 24 hours, it's the ultimate hair care for girls on the go. Try the newest dry shampoo that's activated by you. Batiste, the future of hair care is here. Buy Batiste dry shampoo online or in store at your nearest retailer. Between aging and busy lifestyles, many women struggle with maintaining their physical and mental wellness. At Aquavita Concierge Healthcare Services for Women, we can help you revitalize your health and reclaim your life. We start from within by balancing your hormones, allowing your body to achieve and maintain desired weight goals. We also specialize in peptide therapies, regenerative medicine, sexual health, and aesthetics in our state-of-the-art facilities. Feel better, look better, live better. At Aquavita, visit aquavitality.com and begin your journey today. New open tabs with Burt Kreischer. Let's just jump right into it, everybody. Um, this is a busy week with content. We released, we've already released the Super Troopers Two podcast, which which will co-air on SiriusXM with Kevin Heffernan and Steve Lemmy. That was the other yesterday, and then tomorrow we're going to release my buddy Trevor Moore. He's got a pod, he's got a show on Comedy Central airing four twenty one. It's his hour special, so make sure to check it out. Um, it is just, it is a multimedia event. It's sketches, it's songs, it's just fucking awesome. He's from the whitest kids you know. And so, <laughs> and we're releasing this also. This is going to be a short one because I'm sick. These are the open tabs from this weekend when I was in Lexington. Um, and I'm Tempe Improv. I'm coming there in like four weeks, three weeks, get your tickets. Let's just jump right into it with what a fucking inspiration I am. You guys want to hear it? Heard it. Started his weight loss journey just before Thanksgiving, candidly, when most of us give in to sure. temptation. Absolutely. Right? In fact, we met the Ellis County Assistant Attorney back in January, and since then, he's been sharing every weigh in, every what a meal, great way to start this publicly, podcast. Keeping his eye on With the Burt Kreischer, to reach a the inspiration. Major personal goal. The inspiration that I am. Shows us his transformation. First morning. At 475 pounds, Vance Hines put his goals and himself out there in the name of accountability. Put everything online, say yes, commit to yes. The Ellis County and District Assistant Attorney was inspired to lose weight by comedian Burt Kreischer, and he set a big goal to be under 400 pounds by the time he went to his show. Done and done. That's all we need to hear. Inspiration, Burt Kreischer inspirational comedian Burt Kreischer. Burt Kreischer is a motherfucking inspiration. Shout out to Vance Hines who I did see at the at the show and who has lost over 100 pounds which is absolutely phenomenal. But shout out to me. Diaz Amiro, shout out to Diaz Amiro, but shout out to me for inspiring him to lose. I I understand he had a lot of hard work but realize what it takes to inspire someone. Realize what weight is on my shoulders to now know that I'm an inspiration because I ran that half marathon. He saw that and he thought if that fat fuck can do it, I can do it. It's called the Mickey Mantle gene. Everybody Google it. Long strand DNA. I'm an inspiration. Tommy buns. What are you? Huh? Huh? All right. Up next. 
uh, I saw <clears throat> that a ESPN news anchor got in trouble for saying cotton picking. Did you hear about this? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, my wife had gotten in trouble for saying cotton picking one time because she said, give me, wait one, cotton pick a minute uh. to someone. Uh, by the way, ultimately, just so you know, I don't think anyone who uses cotton picking is would use it in the same way that someone would use the n-word i don't think that it i don't think there is a shared um marriage in cotton picking and and being racist i think it, it is cultural meaning is where you grew up and if you grew up in the south cotton picking was something you heard a lot i know i heard it i didn't hear it a lot because i didn't grow up in georgia but georgia where cotton picking actually happened so i googled it when leanne got in trouble because someone claimed leanne was racist for saying cotton picking and i know leanne i know she's not racist and i was like i know my wife's not racist and i know that that's just what something she grew up on now by the way there were phrases growing up that we heard in the South that were racist phrases. For instance, when you knocked on a door and you ran away, some people called it ding dong and ditch. In the South, they called it something else. Um, what was it in the South? I'm not going to say it here. I'm trying to think. I can't, I can't think of anything racist that could be like ding dong ditch. Yep. Yep. <laughs> When I was a kid, uh, when the ball fell on the ground and that one guy jumped on it and then everyone jumped on that guy, that was called something racist. A dog pile. Yep. I can't, I can't make it racist. How do you make dog pile racist? If your car broke down with a coat hanger and a piece of tape. Jerry rig. Yep. In the South. And rig. Yep. And so those were phrases that as a kid you heard. You didn't hear your parents use, but you hear racist parents use. You'd hear uh, ra- the people that it just was used. And then as a kid, you just like you got to a certain age, you realize that that's not what that's called. That's you don't call that that. Um, but it was it was what it was called. I'm not going to apologize for a history I had no fucking part in creating, but just simply attended. But that was what that was called. And cotton picking is one of those things that was innocuous enough that I think it stayed in people's vernacular. And it did for this sport anchor who LeBron made a shot from out three and the guy said, LeBron is out of his cotton picking mind. Oh. When, when, but, 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 but that, here's the thing. So the terminal, terminology cotton picking, which you can see right here if you look up on the screen right next to me, is an adjective in the US and its origin is a pain in the ass. The premise is and, and the way Leanne used it, wait one cotton pick a minute is the only way I ever heard it. I never heard, I mean, I heard like you're out of your cotton pick a mind, but the idea was that picking cotton, which was done primarily by slaves or African-Americans in the South. Don't get it twisted that poor white people um, picked the cotton. They did as well. They did as well. Poor white people did pick cotton as well, but let's not get it twisted and get lost on semantics. Slaves were who picked cotton. Okay. And, um, the reference was that cotton picking was the most tedious thing you could do. If you picked cotton for one minute, it felt like an hour. So when you said to someone, give me one cotton pick a minute, you meant, give, you wait one cotton pick a minute, you wait more than a minute. Give me an hour. Give, I, you stop right there. That was the terminology in which Leanne was using it. I didn't defend her in the moment. I just like, oh shit, this is going to be a bit. And then I dropped it because I was like, it, no one really heard of the term cotton picking the way I, I had heard it growing up. But then when this guy said it, I don't think he's racist. I think he meant to say, LeBron is out of his fucking mind. Right, right, right. Yeah. But he said cotton picking. I guarantee you the second it came out of his mouth, he was like, cotton picking. I wish he had wished he just said the N-word. 
but but that but he would but the thing is he would never if you're commentating a basketball game but then people said you know you got to hold if anyone you if anyone you got to hold announcers accountable for their words like when when uh when Howard Cosell said to Art Monk running down the look at that monkey run did you hear that oh, that no. was a, that was a lot was by the way that was before political correctness that was before that was when the majority of America or Jimmy the Greek those guys were the first announcers who got held accountable for what they said did he just mean like look at that crazy guy go no oh <laughs> in, in in his defense I only defend it because I think I'm white and is what we're supposed to do is give the side that you know that we hear of it no black guy would ever defend that but what they said was that um, and I've heard people call, refer, he referred to his grandchildren in the front yard as monkeys plan. Look at those monkeys. And so when he said it, it was a term of endearment, something to say about his grandchildren. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. <laughs> no one heard it that way. Yeah. No one heard that and was like, wait, hold on. That's probably what he calls his grandchildren. So I go, I Google cotton picking again. And by the way, I think this UrbanDictionary.com is an amenable source, so you can change this. And it did not say this the first time I read this. I know that for a fact because I read this. Uh, this was three years ago. I talked about it on Rogan, I think. And I read this, and it did not say may be offensive or perceived as derogatory or insulting to anyone intelligent or enlightened audience if spoken aloud. Later used as described farm farm workers, primarily African American slaves who harvested the crops. That's that's not the one I read when I first read it, but I reread it, and that's where we're at on that. H and K, H K Guns, um, they've reached out to me. We're gonna do something together, shoot some stuff. I love when comics talk shit about other comics. That's Louis C K. Let's get to Kimmy Werner. Kimmy Werner, I got into a spiral from Kimmy Werner was on a, on a movie on Netflix called Fish People. I didn't know what it was, but I love things about the ocean. I love the ocean. The ocean kind of calms me. Water calms me. I think I'm from Florida. and But when I started scuba diving and or free diving, and I have a, a specific story to, to, to relate to, I started being afraid of the ocean. I wasn't always afraid of the ocean. I tried to pinpoint the day I became afraid of the ocean. It wasn't in ninth grade. In ninth grade, Blake Casper took me down to the Bahamas for the first time and taught me about free diving. We didn't call it free diving then. We just called it holding your breath and going to the bottom and seeing how long you can hold your breath and swimming around reefs and looking for lobsters. That was what we called it. But it's technically free diving. We never went deeper than probably 20 feet, just deep enough to clear your ears once, not twice. And so, um, and I loved it. And then, Right before I started Birth Conquer, right when I started getting PTSD from Travel Channel, really, <coughs> um, we were in the Bahamas. I was with Ralphie and his wife Lana <coughs> and Leanne, and we were snorkeling. And it was stormy, it was cloudy, but I loved the ocean. And I got in the water, and Leanne was snorkel, just would snorkel on the top. And I loved to dive down to the bottom, <coughs> turn upside down, swim upside down, and and I was taking pictures of her snorkeling, and. During one of these times, by the way, I was drunk. It should be noted that I was drunk. I think that plays into why I never drank doing anything for Travel Channel. I was drunk. I was overconfident. I was down. I was holding my breath longer than I should. I was swimming upside down. I was filming her, and I swam into a reef. I hit. I swam, kicked as hard as I could, head into a reef, and I knocked myself unconscious. Oh, shit. And I started to float up and I 
came to floating up and I woke up. And when I say knock myself unconscious, I wasn't out like a light, but I woke up. I, I became aware of what had happened at the top of the water. Blood was pouring out of my head and there was reef stuck in my head. And I was like, and I got scared. I got legit scared. Like for the first time in my life, scared of the ocean in a weird way. And I think I've had that fear. I think that implanted a fear in me of like, Hey man, if you get drunk and fuck around and you're not paying attention, that's when you get hurt when you're just fucking around you. And so ever since then, whenever I, and this sounds so silly, like I've had a fear of free diving out of fear. We went out to Lake Powell, me and uh, my whole crew. And John Mann said, you got to dive down here because there's this huge gaping hole. It opens up to like 200 feet. You got to swim down. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't get myself to do it. I got scared. Like I got nervous. And so I've had this fear. We went out on Molokini crater and we swam around there and I dived down to the bottom, but I was always very cautious. And then we went on the other side of Molokini crater where it just drops down 200 feet. And my buddy Tom would swim down 50 feet and hang out there and it would give me panic i don't know why so i watched this thing fish people and the first thing this woman does kimmy warner who is a goddamn gangster is free dive to a hundred feet and wait for a fish a hundred feet to put in perspective is 10 stories of a building go to a 10 story building stand next to it look up and then think that is the ocean on top of you and then imagine ascending that I couldn't even hold my breath and ascend it. I want to show you, to put it in perspective, just how far this woman dives down. This is a bat, by the way, this video right here does not do justice to the documentary that she's a part of. This is just a badass trip. This is this chick. She is fully sustainable. She hunts her own fish. She picks vegetables, avocados. She grills it all up herself. She's a painter. She's amazing. But check this out. This is her free diving with her and her friends. And let's see, we'll put the audio up. But she just hangs out at the bottom of the ocean. I guess you don't need to hear this music. But she's just free diving on the bottom of the ocean and hanging out and waiting. I hope it shows you how deep she is at points. I think this is the one where she says, um, when I first... Look at this. Look how deep this is. What? Go ahead. I think this is the one where she says, when I first did it, you reach a point where it starts to suck you down yeah. because of the buoyancy and she goes well that caused a lot of stress and anxiety but then you kind of get used to that and you can well at a certain point you become negatively buoyant when you go free diving right. and it and it starts pulling you down on one breath you're gonna oh, uh, I think it's at like 15 feet it starts dragging you down anyway this is the part I liked about it This was, I just watched this and sometimes you watch stuff and it inspires you to live a better life and you go, I want to do this. I want to go camping and spearfishing. And then I was like, I really want to go spearfishing at like, and this goes back to my buddy Todd at like a, a depth I'm comfortable with, you know, like 15 feet, like go, let's go spearfishing at 15 feet, go deep, go, go. I can hang out at the bottom of 15 feet for a while. And if I get in trouble, go back up. This was just such a cool fucking way of looking to live life that I, and look, this is salt she's getting from the ocean. And then they go back. By the way, she also is beautiful. Everybody contributes in one way or another. What do you do? She just drinks whiskey and brings in fish. That's why I fell in love with this girl. 
but this is so cool and makes you want to like do this like spend the weekend doing this go out to catalina spearfish bring it back grill it up drink some jack daniels and talk shit with your friends camp out go paddle boarding she's beautiful also she's absolutely gorgeous and so Kim, Kimmy Werner was was like a, a whole... I, I think I've got the video up of her. You got to see this. This is what's fucking badass about her. Let's get out of H&K. They've got amazing guns. We'll be shooting with them soon. Look at this. This is the video that blew me away. Kimmy Werner uh, stopped being afraid of sharks one day. She realized she's a predator also. Hey, bub, this is my fish. And I'm sure I can find this pretty quickly. And she was free diving. God, she's just a gangster. Let's see if we can hear this. This is called Variables. I think it's a series she did. Nothing is going to be hours spent in the field. Oh my God, look how deep she's Observing, watching, learning, living. This is my field. Spearfishing is my favorite way to collect food, and it's the most selective way that I know to hunt. You have one breath, one drop, and one shot to get one fish. It gives me great appreciation to know... She goes out by herself. Look at the size of that goddamn tuna. She goes out by herself. <laughs> by the way, I got into a huge spearfishing spiral of these guys catching tunas, and then tunas would take them for a fucking ride. They'd spearfish a, like a 100-pound tuna, and the tuna would take off, and you could hear it underwater on through his GoPro. And he's just going with the goddamn tuna. This is him. Blood's pouring out of the tuna, leaving a trail that he's behind. He's behind the blood, and they're not afraid of sharks. These people are not afraid of sharks. But look what Kimmy Warner does. When she sees a great white shark, she sees this great white shark and goes, eh, fuck it. My place is knowing that my place can change at any given. Look at this. Wait, watch this. By the way, it doesn't hurt that she's absolutely gorgeous. Spearfishing prepared me for one of the most intense moments of my life. Okay. If you're listening. I was on a trip to study great white sharks. She's not the best at doing VO. So if you're listening, I'll do this. So there are a bunch of fish swimming around, right? And all of a sudden, all the fish scatter. She's going up to the top. She's almost done her spearfishing trip. And someone says to her, look out. And behind her, three feet behind her, is a great white shark. Three feet behind her, they're putting their stuff in the boat, and her buddy goes, look out. And three feet behind her is a great white shark. Kimmy Werner, the goddamn pimp she is, doesn't freak out. Do you know what she does? She throws her gear back on, lets the shark swim three feet behind her, puts her gear back on, and says, I'm going to go catch it. Dives down about 40 feet to where the shark is, grabs onto its dorsal fin, and rides it. And she was like, I could tell by the way it was holding. And by the way, I'm not a, I'm not a shark expert, but I will say there is a, there is a feeling you get in the water when you're with water in the water with sharks where you can almost read their energy. I know that sounds crazy. That's coming from me, but I've been in the water, open water with sharks where you swim with sharks and you can almost tell that they're not when they're not being aggressive. They're like drunken frat boys. They're just like, huh? They're like dogs. You know, you can tell a dog's being aggressive. (laughs) She reads this great white shark, decides it's not aggressive dives down 40 feet, grabs onto his dorsal fin and rides it for like a fucking 30 yards. By the way, open invite to Kimmy Werner if you want to be on my podcast. Um, 
but we got it's got to happen in Hawaii because I think that's where she lives, and I want to go spear fishing with you first. Yes. Look at that. That is just badass. That is so cool. By the way, you can never date that woman. There's too much confidence. I need someone a little bit broken. Her and her dad were best friends. Do you, you know how hard it is to date a chick who's good friends with her dad? There's because they're not like. I take that back. Leanne's pretty good friends with her dad. And she paints. She paints vans. I was trying to buy a pair of her vans that she paints. I couldn't find them, but I would have bought a pair of her vans. She paints vans, ocean scapes. This fat fuck looks like Tom Segura. I just thought we'd pop that up right there. Um, oh, this was cool. There was this video on uh, on Facebook about this this YouTube star who started a DJ in a... In a um, in a subway system. Did you see it? And, and everyone started going nuts. Everyone was in their suits. It may, never made me want to be a young millennial, like in the work environment where I like, I'm an, I'm an accountant or like I work as a, as a exec of, of, of ad firms or ad sales. And I get on the tube and I'm going home at 5 PM. And then there's this DJ kid in there. I don't have the video of the DJ kid. Um, but the song was badass. We'll play ourselves out to that song to, today because the song was badass and it made me want to be young. It made me want to be young with a full head of hair in a suit, carrying a briefcase, going back to my room, my flat where all my roommates were going, what's the deal tonight, fellas? And they're like, oh, we got a bunch of girls going to whatchamacallit. And, but I, that, you know, that energy, I wanted to be one of those kids going back and being like, you should have been in my fucking subway. This is what happened. I love moments like that in life. I love moments where spontaneity takes over the group and everyone starts doing the same shit. One time, <coughs> the only time, I mean, I can, I've had a number of times like this, but one of the times that really sticks out, Skanks Fest last year, we go and do the show. I take my shirt off. Bunch of guys start taking their shirt off. So we go back to the post party and downstairs, everyone's got their shirt off and they're all chanting, one of us, one of us. There's, I got to be able to find a picture of that. And it's maybe, uh, you know, I speak in hyperbole, but maybe a hundred guys, that's not a joke. All of them shirts off. And anytime someone comes in to try to hang out with us, they force them into taking their shirts off. Not girls, just guys. And everyone, it was one of those moments like this kid created on this thing. But all I got from this thing was how cool this song was. I was like, yo, what's a song? And so they're like, yo, it's in the, it's in the, the, the season three trailer of Rick and Morty. So I found that and then found the song. We'll go out to that song today. Jim, I, one of my favorite things in the world to do is go to old Opie and Anthony clips and find Jim Jeffries, Bill Burr, and Louis C.K. all in the same room. You couldn't get that now. By the way, they're all my contemporaries. I never was allowed in those rooms. Like, I was always so far behind those guys. <coughs> and I, I mean, I, I was have been allowed in the rooms if I lived in New York, but I didn't live in New York. Bill Burr, Patrice, and Louis C.K. Louis C.K., Bill Burr, Chris Rock, and Patrice. Dave Chappelle, like, they had the greatest lineups. And I go back and listen to it all the time. I had not seen this one. And so the title of it is 13-year-old drops C-bomb on the Today Show. It's Bill Burr, Jim Jeffries, and it just, it made me giggle. Let's see if we can get to it. Oh, I have the volume down. Hey, guys. Hey. hey. Uh, I just watched it. Today about some, so I got... Oh, that's great. Really? Yeah, for the heads up, we'll get the audio on the air. Uh, yeah, you can't say Say it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I got if you're it. from Brooklyn, not you say it there. Uh, but she said on TV and her was not happy. This is pretty funny. 
Can we go back to March 17th, that day that those text messages were exchanged between Josie and Wayne? You were in school with Josie. You, you heard about the texts? You saw them? I only saw two. You saw two? Did you see the one where he threatened her to kill her? <laughs> no. You did not. Which ones did you see? Oh, no. um, the one where he, she calls him a rapist and she calls him a punt. Watch the whole video if you want Because it's fucking hilarious The two of them just see that for the first time But just this girl saying cunt on on television Made me Because she's oblivious that you can't say that on television By the way this is a cord cutter This is someone that will never watch television This little girl probably has never seen television in her life She's only been online And she's like oh wait you can't say cunt You can say cunt on YouTube Oh, that was a fucking great one. Uh, Joey Diaz on morning television might be the best interviewer ever. Now, everyone's got their strengths, okay? No, we're leaving that one. We're going to this one. Joey Diaz, there's a part of me that I love about him that I feel like no one ever gets to see. It's when he's just being real and he's not trying to be funny. He's just being real. And when you do morning television, I sometimes hack it up. I bring in energy. I, I like to have fun. I, I take my shirt off. I do whatever. I'm trying to sell tickets. Segura goes in as a character and screws with them, and they play along. That makes it fun. But Joey Diaz on morning television might be the best ever. This is Joey Diaz. I, I wish I knew where this was. The, mor- <laughs> the morning blend. Will you Google where the morning blend morning television is? <coughs> I'm still sick. I ran six miles the other day. Did I already say that? I ran six miles. Whatever, you want to hear my stats? Ooh, my heart rate at its highest was 158. Um, six miles, it took me an hour and 15 minutes. My pace was um, roughly five minute miles. It's not a big deal. Morning Blend, you got anything? I think it says uh, Milwaukee. Okay. Joey Diaz on morning television. And I think is is cool, and it's about you and your wife. You'd been married for years, but you hadn't started a family yet. Nothing would happen. I thought I was damaged goods. You were trying to have a kid. We weren't trying. He's not doing a bit here. It wasn't happening either, yeah. It wasn't happening, so we just moved on with our lives. We got cats. Yeah. We adopted like six strays. You know, and that's what you do. What's great about this is he's just being Joey. He's just talking to them. He's doing an interview. He's not trying to sell tickets. He's just being real. He's just talking to them like two people he's met at a coffee shop. They were my life. And, uh, and then one day she knocked on the door. And she's like, you knocked me up. And I'm like, you got to get out. You got to go. I didn't knock nobody up. There's nothing in there. I'm 49 years old. There's nothing in there. Well, you credit what, your diet, though, don't you? Well, what happened was I, I had knee This is when Joey starts. GNC, I love this. And I got the protein powder. So between the protein powder and go, my wife got me into yoga. So we would do date night on Tuesday nights and go to yoga. And then I have the protein powder and then. So, so I still buy that protein powder now. Now I don't even go to the store. I order it online. Like I got PayPal. I got it all set up for my little. Oh, Joey's so great. With protein powder. I just I don't know if this is the best endorsement ever for protein not. powder. That, but that's what's beautiful about Joey is he's not trying to be funny. He really credits having a baby to the, to the yoga and the protein powder. And these people get Joey. Oh, that made me so happy when I saw that. I watched that whole interview and I was just giggling because he's not trying to be funny. He's just being Joey. Uh, Bill Burr, Savage Moments. Who doesn't love Bill Burr? Oh, he was on an Omaha in the morning blend. 
Oh, I've been on that one. Oh, I've been on that one. That's right next to Todd and Tyler. Oh, that's why he was so kind. He had just been on Todd and Tyler. And when you go in there, it's just such a chill. Relax. That's a good. By the way, shout out to Morning Blend. That is a really good morning radio sh- television to- show to do. <laughs> I wonder if there's Burt Kreischer from Morning Blend. Let's see if I've ever. I know I've done that show. I think that's mostly. It's like fan. Oh, here we go. What did I just tell you? What did I just say about me on morning television? You're an inspiration. He's a comedian, he's a host, an author, and a machine. And right now he's shirtless. He joined us five years ago. What did I just tell you? What did I just tell you about my morning? This is the difference between me and Joey. I'm I'm also drunk in this. And all the shows of the Funny Bone are sold out. Burt Kreischer is here this morning. Welcome back. Shirtless, but but I still have like a muffin top. Mm-hmm. But I think you feel good about your body, right? You yeah, lost 40, I'm 44. But you lost 40 pounds. I lost 40 pounds. Didn't do it healthy, but yeah, I lost 40 pounds. Wow, a lot of Xanax you? and Ambien. <laughs> it's just tap out at the end of the day. Oh, I'm hungry. No, I take an Ambien. Go to bed. <laughs> Go to bed. Wake up skinny. <laughs> I know, it's not healthy. I'm worried about There's you. a legit eating disorder. My, my sisters have a thing called hypogymnasia. Uh-huh. I- I'm not going to sit here and watch my interview, but I will say that that is, is a testament to how good the morning blend is, is that I'm even, even being casual. I'm not doing bits, which is, uh, which is pretty notable. Um, Bill Burr Savage Moments. I remember this. By the way, this is one of the best things I've ever been involved with. Uh, this was the End of the World podcast. I'm not going to play it because I do have to take a shit. How much time are we at right now? 28. Oh, I got to go soon. There's going to be a short one. I apologize. Firearm tutorials. The reason that I was looking up firearm tutorials is because I, I have two guns. I don't know what their numbers stand for. So when they say 12 gauge, I don't know what that means. When they say 9 millimeter, I don't. I think it's the barrel. I don't, I don't know. I just didn't know if it was the barrel length or the barrel width of the end circumference. So I looked that up. Um... Seven Most Powerful Pistols in America. That's a really good one. All I know is that I'm about to shit my pants right now. I'm let's a- let's give them one of your famous two-minute shits. Can you do it? Oh, this no, I can't. This one's a legit. This I need to sit be down. Like a ten-minuter. Yeah, because I didn't. I missed it when I miss a day on Sunday. Shit, I don't shit on Sundays. It's the Lord's Day. I won't do it. <laughs> no, because I, I fly. I don't shit on Sundays. So I'm backed up. So Monday, I usually do like two or three shits, like two or three big shits, one in the morning and then one in the afternoon or one in the evening. But I was sick yesterday. So I was all Monday. I was taking medicine and I slept all day and I didn't shit Monday. So I didn't shit Sunday or Monday. So I took a huge shit this morning, went for a six mile run, came sick. I went for a six mile run sick. That <coughs> do that somebody it's not wise it wasn't the wisest thing in the world to do but you're trying to shit your pants now right now i'm holding it in and so uh and so i had coffee and i've been drinking water whenever i drink lots of water i have to shit so i'm gonna go in and rifle the shit but what halston's talking about is this past weekend in lexington on the last show the last show the late show on saturday i was on stage and in the middle of the show i had to shit like not like had to shit the way I have to shit right now. Like, and I still had to do the wait staff raffle and I still had to tell the machine story. So that's like, that's like 20 minutes right there. And I was like, I can't hold this for 20 minutes. So I brought, uh, dusty, my feature act back on stage. I said, someone put a timer on the clock. I put it on Instagram stories. I said, dusty, <laughs> you tell a joke. I'll be back in under a minute. It took me a minute 
and 20 seconds to shit to get off the stage go to the bathroom shit come back on stage a minute and 20 seconds how pretty fucking well i shit like uh i shit like bartenders kick people out of a club at two in the morning like i'm like you can't stay here and then i just push and it just and the problem with that i think it causes hemorrhoids but also it sticks shit on the back of the toilet like i shit so hard on the dry porcelain that it cakes on there in an aggressive manner just shock and so you have to scrub it down i never really scrubbed it down and it would stain the back of the toilet like you'd see brown stains on the back of the toilet and then when i got married liam was like that's what these scrubbers are for i was like oh i never understood that i was like i just tried to pee it off reminds me an old (laughs) russ maneev joke russ maneev used to have a joke my buddy's version of cleaning the toilets peeing on the dew stains i think that was his joke Russ Maneev's a great comic. I miss that guy. I haven't seen him forever. Anyway, I got onto a big um, firearm tutorial spiral where I was Googling. I was really honestly, if you want to see the gun I want, this Heckler and Koch is the name of this brand. And I was looking at all their guns. We're going to do a big shooting thing. I think me and Segura are going to go. I'm going to probably invite it to, um, to Rogan and Ari, but I think both of them are going to be way too busy, but to organize all four of us. But, um, (laughs) <laughs> they reached out to me on Instagram and we're like, Hey, do you want to be a part of our, uh, Hey, would you do me a favor? Go get Isla and tell her, come out here. Yeah. Um, to be a part of our thing. And so I'm going to bring out Isla. She wanted to be on the podcast today. And I told her I wanted to talk about big boy stuff and I didn't know what to say, but, uh, I'm going to let her sit out and close this out with me. Uh, the girls, since Leanne started the podcast, the girls, have been very fascinated by podcasting and think they should have a podcast. I don't know if they think they should have a podcast, but they, Isla was like, can I do the podcast with you? And I was like, eh, I, I didn't want to say to her, this isn't just like a, like this, like there's people who are working today. They're hoping this will kill their day and they know you and they, they hear jokes about you and they like you, but you're not the person that they hear the jokes about when you come on the podcast, you're a different person. You're a little more quiet or you're goofy. And I don't want to, you know, but I didn't say that. I was like, let me do this and then I'll bring you out. So I'll bring her out. We'll let her close out the podcast with me. Um, <coughs> make sure to check out Super Troopers movie, Super Troopers 2, uh, Kevin Heffernan and, and Steve Lemmy. And check out uh, Trevor Moore. What's the name of his special? Is she coming? Is she coming? Yeah. Okay. <coughs> Uh, we're not going to talk about the things she thinks we're going to talk about. I think she thinks, I think she knows. We'll just have her sit here and talk into this mic, right? So she'll be on the, oh, I don't want her on video, I guess. Yeah. Hey, Isla, sit right there. And then we'll play this song and we'll go out. Uh, sit right there so you face me. And then talk into that mic. Bring it right to your mouth. So Isla said earlier she wanted to be on the podcast. Is there anything on your mind, baby girl? No. No, nothing? Mm-mm. Nothing? If you had a podcast, what would your podcast be about? Ruby? Nothing. Do you think you could do a podcast on Ruby? No. What do you mean? You've seen every episode. So? You've seen, you know all the characters by heart. No. Why are you shutting down right now? Because I'm tired. Are you tired? I you had didn't... two hours of sleep. You got two hours of sleep last night? Mm-hmm. Why? What happened? I was looking at the ceiling. You were just sitting in bed looking at the ceiling? Yeah. Mom was sleeping underneath you. Why didn't you just wake her up? I was petting Gus Gus. You were petting Gus Gus? While looking at the ceiling. 
I think it's really cool. Gus sleeps with you, and Priscilla sleeps with Georgia, and Mona sleeps with mom, and no one sleeps with dad, because I've been sick. Mona sleeps with you. Mona sometimes sleeps with you. She sleeps with me in the afternoon. Did I tell you what happened the other day? Mm-mm. I got out of bed, and I woke up, and I was like, where's Mona? And mom's like, did she run away? And we're like, oh, shit, she went to Jack in the Box. And then I went back into the bedroom, and I saw the pill- the sheets and pillows moving around and I had wrapped her up in the sheets and just <laughs> left her there <laughs> how was school today was it good mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. was there anything else you want to talk about Mm-mm. nothing mm-hmm. you have a catch Mm-mm. no Are you tired you want to, you can't go to sleep now because then you won't sleep tonight I want to why don't we go do something you want to go to Menchie's mm-hmm. no can you pick up Menchie's can I pick up Menchie's what world do you live in one where you could pick up munchies. Oh, yeah, but no toppings. Okay. You want me to go to Gelson's and get ice cream? That's easier. Why don't I go to Gelson's and get a bunch of different ice creams? Okay. Can okay. you get, like, the cookie dough one? You want me to get you cookie know, dough? Like, it has, like, those cookie, the chocolate chip Can I ask you a serious question? Yeah. What do you think about me making jokes about you, you and my act? Unless if they're not like put put the microphone to your mouth. Uh-huh. Unless if they're not like you know. Can I tell you one of the jokes that I, is in my special about you? Yeah. Um, do you remember the time when you and Georgia were in Gelson's? No. And you had the what? No. You don't remember the time. No. Well, then you're definitely not going to remember this if you never remember being in Gelson's with me. <laughs> I remember <laughs> once. And you were, you had the cart and you were hitting people on the heels. And then you looked at me and I said, um, I said, Isla. And you laughed and you said, I like the look on their faces. I don't remember that. You don't remember being in Gelson, so I'm certain you don't remember that. Well, I remember being one time where I hit you in the heels. Yeah. But like five times, but. And what did you say to me then? Huh? And what did you say? Did you say, I like the look on your face? Maybe. I don't know. You are. All right. All right, we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to play a song for you, Isla, okay? How, what, what are we at right now? Okay, I'm going to play a song for you. This is the song. Tell me if you like this song, okay? Mm-hmm. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to rage out to it. You ever seen me party rage? No? We'll get ready. Here we go. Imagine yourself in Manchester at a club and the lights start going off right now. I've never been in a club. Just hear me out, Isla. You're with all your friends. Lily Frompkin, Dakota, Kylie. And all of a sudden he's like, we're the girls from Colfax Charter. And then Kylie's like, Isla. And then these boys come up and they're like, you guys want to dance? And you're like, yeah. I say no. I dance doesn't inspire you, Isla? No. 
bonkers. You don't love this, Isla? No. You can't imagine yourself raging into this? You're 22 years old. No. You're fresh out of college. You're backpacking through Europe. You're not my kid, Isla. I don't know if you can't. You're in Greece. Corfu. Pink Palace. Wearing a toga. Someone's pouring ouzo all over you. You're like... My ankle's coughing. Come on, Isla. You're out on a yacht. You're in the Mediterranean. Best times of your life. And you hear this going off and you're thinking... Oh shit, Isla. You're back in Manchester. Kylie's like, oh. I know, I just met these guys. They said that they got a car out back. They're going to drive to London tonight. You want to go? One of the guys comes up to you he's like, Is your dad the machine? Shut up. I'm a big fan of his. I loved him on Joe Rogan. I remember hearing you when you were a little girl. You were on this Open Towns podcast. I can't believe I'm partying with Isla. And you're like... The guy would be a dog. <laughs> Isla, you got your whole life ahead of you. Bonkers. And there's going to be songs like this where you're going to be raging and having a blast. And you're going to remember this moment where you're like, my dad said this would happen. I want to start life all over. You want to trade with me? Ooh, wouldn't that be great? Sounds like a movie pitch. I don't want to be a boy. (laughs) All right, everybody. I love this. (laughs) Maybe I grew up in the wrong place. There's nothing crazy about me. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's, I didn't mean to do that. Let's fade down. Let's fade Dad. down. I hope you guys have a fantastic Dad. week. Once again, I'm, yeah, baby. Can you get Menchies? Yeah, I go, I'll get you ice cream. Okay. Menchies. Uh, Menchies? No, we'll get you ice cream. Menchies. Menchies. You couldn't envision yourself in Manchester with your friends. I can envision myself in Menchies. Jesus Christ I hope you guys have a fantastic week like I said we will be dropping another podcast tomorrow I apologize this one's a little all over the place lower oh we're dropping it right now it's dropping right now so uh, if you have there will another one tomorrow with Trevor Moore from Whitest Kids You Know his special Comedy Central make sure to see Super Troopers too. I'll see you in Tempe Arizona yeah Um, that's it that's the end of the open tabs. I apologize it was short. I got to take a shit, and then I got to get someone ice cream. Da, 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 what, da, baby? Can you go to Menchie's? One day, you're going to know what it's like to love something as much as I love you. Like Menchie's? And let them down. How about Menchie's? I'll go to Menchie's for you. Yay! Thank All right. You. Let me finish this podcast, please. Okay. All right. Can I go back and draw? Yeah, go back and draw. It took everything in my core 
Not to be like, and then your friend like, comes over and she's like, I just got clean ecstasy. You guys want to try Molly? Oh my God, these guys want to fucking go back to party. Like, because my, in my visual, you're young, you're fucking, I wanted to be like, you're on a beach in, in fucking Corfu and the fucking stars are out and it's a full moon, it's a lunar eclipse and, and you're raging. Like all that in life, she has to look forward to. I hope she does it responsibly. Like I want her to do it responsibly. I don't want her to do the things I've done, make the mistakes I've made. Mm -hmm. Like they're pouring ooze all over and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm turning her into a whore. But like, <laughs> you're staying in a weird hostel and you haven't showered in three days and neither has anyone around you. And you're, yeah. <laughs> like, Someone's like, I bet we can swim out to that boat. And they're like, lose the clothes. And you guys all swim out naked. And then you get to the boat and realize, oh, fuck, we're cold as shit. And you all swim back in. And one girl's like, do you want to have sex in the water? And you're like, sure. And it seems like a good idea. And then you start. And you're like, I can't feel it. It's kind of bothering me. I feel like I might be getting AIDS for something I'm not rewarded with. Anyway, um, I hope you guys have a great week. Like I said, new podcast coming out a lot this week. Big podcast coming out in the next few weeks. And, uh, and we're backlogged, so I apologize if they're coming out. I will see you on tour. I will see you on the road. You know I love you with all my heart. Signing off, the inspiration, the machine, nature boy, Edward Penis Lips, your man, the B-man, Burt Kreischer. Have a great week. This episode was brought to you by The Machine. Between aging and busy lifestyles, many women struggle with maintaining their physical and mental wellness. At Aquavita Concierge Healthcare Services for Women, we can help you revitalize your health and reclaim your life. We start from within by balancing your hormones, allowing your body to achieve and maintain desired weight goals. We also specialize in peptide therapies, regenerative medicine, sexual health, and aesthetics in our state-of-the-art facilities. Feel better, look better, live better. At Aquavita, visit aquavitality.com and begin your journey today.